0: It's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow majority on Sirius XM Patriot. We started the program yesterday with a with a, a segment on a piece written by Lawrence Tribe. Now, I'm not trying to condescend on anyone. I know most of you are up on the, the names, the players, dates and history, facts, locations, etc. But who is this man? I should have given more. More of an explanation, not not just said Lawrence Tribe, Lawrence Tribe, Lawrence Tribe. But in legal circles, and what triggered this was the last segment we did yesterday with Judge Andrew Napolitano, who obviously is well aware of who this man is and his work, his volumes of work, his time as a professor in the Harvard Law School. He was Barack Obama's uh, judicial advisor which means he was the one providing the list of judges that Barack Obama would ultimately nominate, many of which came from Harvard University, Elena Kagan being one of them. But in typical, he's not a Nancy Pelosi, he's not a Chuck Schumer, he's not a name that we throw around a lot. But the Chesbro memo is what Jack Smith is using as evidence that Donald Trump had a a plot to not only obstruct the count of the electoral votes on January the 6th, that he was going to throw chaos into the system with multiple alternate slates of electors. The Electoral Count Act requires that the electoral ballots be certified at 1 p.m. on the 6th of January after an election prior to inauguration. He mentions in the piece something called meta law. Now, technocrats speak, and this is the problem that we're facing, and this is why we're doing this, why I'm doing this right now, is so-called legal experts, and we see this across the board in the federal agencies, in our government. The Democrats keep saying our democracy. Now, it's cliche to remind you, but I will, that we don't live in a democracy. The word democracy doesn't actually appear in the Constitution we have a representative constitutional republic. And in Article 1, Section 1 of the Constitution, there's an explicit clause that grants legislative authority to only one body of government. That is the House and the Senate, a Congress of the United States. All legislative authority is vested in a constitution, uh, all legislative authority is, is vested in a Congress of the United States, excuse me, in the Constitution. There are other mentions of legislative authority where the legislatures thereof do not share a specific authority. And that also is found in Article 1, Article 2, Section 1. I don't mean to be tripping on myself. In Article 2, Section 1, the process for seating electors, in other words, to design elections, are not a shared power. It is granted solely, unequivocally, to the state legislative bodies. Now, John Roberts, for some reason, thinks that the concept of the legislature Comprises the whole of the state government. I don't know on what legal theory he's arriving on, but that was his that was his uh, vote, not that long ago. There is no state legislative authority uh, 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 theory. It's it's the independent state legislature theory is not a theory. It's it's what the Constitution says. But men like Lawrence Tribe are seen as somehow above, beyond, meta, if you will. That their views, their feelings, their thoughts, their opinions are are transcendent above all else. I'm going to tell you without reservation that that's not true. Attending the Harvard Law School, teaching at the Harvard Law School does not mean your view is any more important than anyone else's. When it comes down to the fabric of the law. And what do I mean by that? What the Constitution designs is a system where in the states, we vote for people who will represent us within the parameters. Now, at any time, I'm going to make this. I'm going to, I don't take calls in the first segment, but I will if need be. If at any point I say anything that is factually inaccurate, call me out, challenge me. 1-866-957-2874. We elect representatives. Originally, the Senate was appointed by the states for that purpose of checks and balances. We did not have a bicameral majoritarian election body. We had one that was majority. The other was through the second layer of electoral college-style elections. You elect a state representative, they elect the senator. So one body that was to be changed out every two years was directly elected by the people. One, an upper chamber with a six-year term, was appointed by the Senate. I mean, by the state body. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm tripping on myself. I have a lot here, a lot going on upstairs that I have to get to in this segment. Those two bodies of government were designed to produce legislation within a framework of 18 enumerated powers. That's it. Okay, that's it. The judicial branch in Article 3 is given no authority whatsoever to create law. But somewhere along the way, we've had this thing called case law precedent that no longer relates to an individual, but to the whole of society. Then somewhere along the way, We created this administrative state that began with Woodrow Wilson where bodies were convened to produce rules that were exterior to the legislative process. And these rules are enforced with the equivalent of law. But they aren't laws. But we must abide by them. Now we have an even more grotesque evolution of this, and that is executive actions. Where on earth does Joe Biden get the power to dictate that we all drive electric vehicles? He doesn't have that authority. Where does Joe Biden get to tell us what kind of light bulbs we light our homes with, what the types of stoves we cook our food with? The answer is he doesn't have that authority. He doesn't have it, the EPA doesn't have it, the Commerce Department doesn't have it, the Interior Department doesn't have it. They don't have these powers in the Constitution. Meta. Transcendent. Back to Lawrence Tribe. There is a network of people that believe they possess this transcendent view of the law. Now, yesterday on this program, Judge Knapp, as I like to call him, said, well, The concept would go like this. A police officer pulls somebody over for speeding. It's a pregnant woman. She says, I'm in labor. I have to get to the hospital. Well, not to poo-poo the analogy, but a police officer in that circumstance across the board would say, hold on, let me turn on my lights. Let's get you to the hospital or call for an EMT. He's not going to write the ticket and say, well, you could challenge that in court later. And even if he did, the judge would say, okay, you know, Finds waves, sentence, sentence you know, time served, whatever it is, and that would be that. The slippery slope has now taken us to the point where a group of people believe they can control the outcome of elections through the concept of metal law. So this Jesperow memo about alternate electors, should there be a court challenge, is not an act of illegality. But if the challenge was sustained, that would throw into question the deadline of counting and certifying the electoral count. In other words, in the concept of metal law, if there was an effort to concoct a way to push that deadline over January 6th, that would be the use of metal law. That entire concept was created by Lawrence Tribe. Now, we're all supposed to bow at the altar of these people and and, and believe that their intellect is so far beyond the rest of ours that we can't even question them. Well, Andrew, you're not a lawyer. You didn't go to the Harvard Law School. The Constitution doesn't require me to. The Constitution was a document for both the commoner and the scholar, where the scholar has no greater power or control over the Constitution than the common man. If you want proof of this, is it required to have graduated from the Harvard Law School to be president? No. Vice president? No. Senator? No. Congressman? No. Supreme Court justice? No. So there's no pedigree requirements to hold any of these offices at all. There's age. There's, in the case of uh, the president, a natural-born American citizen, et cetera, et cetera but the constitution does not bifurcate the society creating a technocrat class that could undermine or override or transcend the constitution at any time but what's driving this man crazy is that the chespero memo is based on a legal theory that was created by this this man who's viewed as some kind of sovereign by the legal and government community. Well, it doesn't really matter. And to say that the vice president, which is now, now through changes in the electoral count at ministerial or ceremonial, we've all played for you that clip of Joe Biden gaveling down objections the Democrats had toward the 2016 count or 20, in 2017. If it was ceremonial, Joe Biden wouldn't be in any position to gavel anybody down unless he could hear the objection. If he can hear the objection, that means it's not, he's not conducting something ceremonial. He's conducting something official, which is why he has the gavel. What I'm getting at here is there are no sovereigns. There are no overlords. There is not a fourth branch that we refer to in other cases, sometimes talking about, you know, the the administrative state, there's no fifth branch then of people who, when they make a decision that let's say Donald Trump is unacceptable, that they can use meta law to change election laws in the states through court cases or to push the deadline over the January. What's now happening is Jack Smith is trying to tell the court, tell you, That Donald Trump seeking legal remedies, even if those legal remedies are obscure, well, this is an obscure, that is not a crime. That is not a crime. But what you learn when you read this piece at JustSecurity.org, there's an anger that Donald Trump's legal team would adopt something that seemingly, by citing metal law, Lawrence Tribe and others, were concocting to reserve for themselves, meaning when they wanted to apply it. Well, that doesn't work. There's no such thing as meta law. But we're told that unless you have the requisite pedigree, you are forbidden from even delving into these topics. Well, that's not true either. That's why we have the First Amendment. There's no requisite to attend certain universities before you have the authority to join the lawmaking process or vote on the lawmaking process, or criticize the lawmaking process. So what now is put before the court is that Trump's legal team took something that this group of people, or one of this group of people, believed was theirs to use when their sovereign powers would allow them to use it, and infused it with Trump's strategy after the election of 2020. Well, no. I'm sorry, Mr. Smith. That is not criminal. And even if a judge says it's criminal, the judge is wrong then. But to say that you and I should keep our mouths shut, this is kind of like what we were told with the vaccine mandates. You do as the experts tell you, and you don't question them. Well, I'm here to tell you, not only do you have the right to question them, you should understand the concepts they're operating on. This concept of metal law. This advent of executive authority or judicial authority. None of these reside in the Constitution. And the fact that because they accept it and they've taken to the concept of meta law. Well, combustion engines are causing climate change. Joe Biden must transcend what it is the people have granted in authority to the government and rise above it and issue an executive rule that says you can't drive a combustion engine anymore. Well, sorry, that's not the law. The law is made by we, the people, through our elected representatives, and no group of people have the authority to override that, even if they they perceive their cause as just. But this is what's driving right now, this group of people to attempt to literally throw Donald Trump in a prison cell because they don't approve of the idea that he could be president again. And if DeSantis were to somehow magically pull off the win, they would do the same thing, just different form or fashion. But I apologize to you for throwing that out yesterday without more backstory, more preamble, and just kind of running with it as if Day to day, you walk around saying this man's name or some of the other names that I mentioned. Most of you don't know who Chesborough is. He's co-conspirator five. But they are trying to needle through, thread this needle, that what Trump did was illegal, even though it seemingly started, even with a perverted view of a theory created by one of the very people That is behind the idea that trump should go to jail and the way the technocrats work and the way they deal with it this way it once this man speaks that's the way that it is well that's not true it doesn't matter what university you went to doesn't matter how long you taught there how many books you wrote scholarly papers were peer-reviewed none of these things matter but this is what technocrats do and they create a language that the common person doesn't ordinarily use and would find confusing for the simple purpose of creating that notion that you should accept their rule, their sovereignty, because you don't understand what it is that they're saying. Well, I think in the past 20 minutes, I've laid out exactly what it is and how to view it commonly, which is not to say beneath the meta. So I apologize yesterday if I, in in my stream of consciousness, didn't uh, lay out some more steps to arrive at the conclusion. And I felt like, okay, you know, maybe I just, just started shooting from the hip and maybe it didn't make any sense. But that's, that's where we are. That these people have created for themselves a power to break the glass when they deem it's an emergency and Trump is the emergency. There is no, in case of emergency, break glass. We've been told this, the pandemic. We have to suspend the First Amendment. You cannot go to church. You cannot assemble peaceably. You must get a vaccine. You must wear a mask. You must lock down the schools. You must shut down your business. None of these actions were undertaken by any legislative authority approved of by the people. But if it's one thing these people know, there's enough among us that will follow along, that will create the impression that what they're doing is accepted, right, and just, and those who resist are a minority, a dangerous minority, and in rebellion. You're not in rebellion. You're a citizen, a free citizen, of a constitutional republic. This country is not theirs. It's yours. Now, we share it with them, but it's not theirs. Patriot 9572874.